Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. You can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. With me this week from across the pond on location is our friend Alex. How you doing, Alex? Very well. A bit sad, but well, still proud of the boys. As well, I'm sure we'll get to. Well, let's um, well let's get it started. We have the final setup for uh, the, we are recording this Saturday morning. So for the final being tomorrow, we have France and Croatia. Croatia, the third smallest nation ever to make it to the finals. Um, France beating Belgium one nil. Um, and I, I Belgium was an early favorite. You've heard them; they're the golden team and all this. But uh, France was over able to. Um, to beat them back and have moved on to their final. And, you know, the I, I said on the last podcast, but how great would it be two bitter rivals, England and France, facing off in the final? And because England created the game of football, of soccer, uh, the hashtag was what, coming home? It's coming home? It's coming home. It's a famous British slogan for, for, for winning the World Cup. And uh, unfortunately, it's not coming home. Um, it's, it's kind of it's, it's said in sort of hushed tones until the very late stages of the tournament. So it, it sort of started a bit hail Hydra this year, like <laughs> hushed, hushed, whispered tones. But uh, as, as we progressed on, it got louder and louder, and unfortunately, yeah, couldn't couldn't quite bring it home. Well, it's like a, it's like a, a no hitter or a perfect game. Like if you talk about it then it's yeah. going to go bad. So like, let how much attention can you give it, and how much? And you would think, look, I mean. And I read an article about how, you know, it's the end of of a generation that non-European football is now basically going to take a back seat for X amount of years and tournaments. Um, just because, similar to what happened in hockey, it's that, um, not Freakonomics, but it's that, uh, oh, actually it is Freakonomics, no, Outliers, where... You know, certain things influence. So in hockey, it's um, a lot of um, southern uh, Southern California kids have grown up and become uh, hockey stars in the NHL, and a lot of them are being drafted from Southern California. And the reason is, um, you know, back 20, 30 years ago, when these players were coming from Europe, and they were playing on the Ducks and the Kings and the Sharks. And after they retired, they're like, why am I going to go back someplace cold? How about I just stay in 72 and sunny all year round? And then I'll open up a hockey academy. And so all of these, you know, um, white Southern California kids learned from professional, lots of professional athletes. And they became professional athletes on their own. So the same thing I read is going on in Europe because the money is outrageous. The transfer fees, I mean... <laughs> You just look at uh, Ronaldo, just got uh, transferred to uh, Juventus. Is that how you say it? Juventus, yeah. Juventus at like a record amount of money from Real Madrid. 
so basically he's staying on the continent. He's just going somewhere else for a mass amount of money. I mean, that, that deal's ridiculous because, like, he's been playing for Real Madrid for 10 years and they've just sold him for more money than they paid for him. Initially. Right. Right. I mean, that's a return investment, if I, must say, if I may say yeah. so. But, you know, so all of these players, and especially in the um, uh, the UAE, was it, UEF? The, or the, or the Barclays. Yeah, yeah, the Barclays. Um, but you know all of in Manchester United, Man, Man City, and all of these giant teams there have all this money, and they're bringing in all these professionals. So local and um, you know local kids are learning from these great um, players, and also all this money is flooding into um, player development. Mm. I mean, when you yeah, look, it's, uh, no, it's, you it's hard to see whether that's the, the same sort of effect that you get in football because it's more the it's whether you have like what we've seen so far like this World Cup is whether you have that sort of generation of amazing players all coming through at the same time right like this is why Messi has struggled so much with Argentina because he's the once in a generation talent surrounded by mm, fairly mediocre players right um, like but you look at a team like even France now like they are like Kante, Griezmann, mm. Mbappe, Hugo Lloris. Like that, there there are stars at every position, um, right? And like you, you can progress in the tournament with sort of like a team of journeymen, like Sweden, for example. Like yeah, they lose their one star player, but come back stronger because they're just a cohesive unit of sort of journeyman footballers. Um, and it's whether you can whether you can foster enough talent around those players. Um, and is that money? Is that local playing time? Is that inspiration? Like, again, you, it doesn't matter how many foreign players come into England. There are kids going to be on the street playing football. Um, right. It doesn't matter if France national teams does, does badly. They're still playing football. Um, for certain, like Japan, I think it, that's definitely a factor. Like, they're, they're sort of, uh, was it 2004? Oh, when they hosted run, where they got to like the quarterfinals, yeah, um, and then the semis, like that definitely fostered a generation of Japanese football players to come through, and right, they did really well this year as well. Um, and whether they can keep building, or whether that generation of football players will then move on, yeah, um, and not be replaced. I mean, the other, you know, another thing about European soccer is that it uh, there's nothing else really team wise that will compete as much here in the united states it's football basketball baseball and to a lesser extent hockey but you at least have three giant sports that um are constantly in struggle with each other trying to trying to get these athletes um i mean that's not the same in in a lot of these european countries no like especially in terms of like the uk and it's also because football like a lot of those sports really prioritize very specific physical attributes. Right. Like, oh, you're over six foot six, there's like an 80% chance you'll be in the NBA. Like, yeah. Um, or 6'10", or whatever it is. Um, like, oh, you're 250 pounds and just really good at pushing people. Great. All you can do is be a lineman. Um, but the way, because soccer is so much more flexible in terms of how many players you need, and they're all very different, like, it fits a lot of 
shapes, sizes, and it's also very easy to play. Yeah. It's one reason why basketball is also very popular in a lot of more Central European countries. It's like, what do you need? I need a hoop and a ball yeah. and a tarmac. So you can just play it. Um, yeah. And football is very much the same. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, football is by far and away the primary sport of a lot of European countries. Um, rugby, close second in the UK specifically, but yeah, it's, you are you do not have that same level of competition as you do no. for athletic talent in, as in the US. No, gosh, no. No, absolutely not. So, all right, so then when we look at Croatia's rise to the finals, what 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 would you say that that is due to? You know, you talked about Sweden with the journeyman, and you talked about, you know, we, we mentioned Belgium and the golden team, as they've been called. They all, uh, allegedly all coming up at the same time. So what do you give credence to Croatia's run? Honestly, it's good. It, it, I think the reason I, I, I going into the semi final, I said like, okay, if we can get through the semi, we will win the final. Right. And the reason I say that is because Croatia is a lot like the English team. Okay. But a little bit more polished in a mm. lot of areas. So like, they have a really solid defensive core. Um, uh, Savatic and goal has been amazing. They've yes. Got really big central defenders who control the air very well and can bully people. Um, Rakitic and Mandzukic have been amazing up front. Um, like they've got the goal poacher and sort of Rakitic, and then Mandzukic can just occasionally create this amazing goal out of nothing. Yeah. And orchestrating this all in the middle is Luka Modric, and I think he was the real difference maker in terms of the England Croatia game. Just having that creativity to break down a very stoic defence um, in a way that I think like Deli Ali or here in Trippier didn't quite have in the same way. Um, I think you want, you look at the England game and it's like the only goal, really goal-scoring chance England had was the set-piece that they scored. Yeah. Um, but otherwise we didn't have that creativity to break down Croatia. Um, it'll be interesting to see. And But they've been playing like that the whole tournament. It'll right. be very hard to beat, get goals, don't concede. Um, right. So... If you can play that style well and have that little bit of creativity going forward to break down the people who are just happy to sit back against that, yeah, um, it's a good recipe. And I think they've been playing very well. Um, a bit of a rub of, the, rub of the green has gone on their, their side a little bit. Um, like whenever you end up in a penalty shootout, I think their last 16 game ended in a penalty shootout. Yeah. It's always a bit of a roll of the dice at that point. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the sort of clash of styles against France in the final. Um, mm. I think a lot of people were saying before the game, the, before the England-Croatia match, like, well, whoever wins this game gets to lose to France. Um, <laughs> because they have just been looking so strong. Um, but we've seen, th- this has been one of the best World Cups I can remember simply because of the upsets, the surprises, and just loads of goals. Like, it, it, we've hardly had any sort of dull, drab, nil-nil draws, even the no. scoring affairs have been fun watches. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the biggest the biggest sort of quote-unquote blowout would be the the 2 nothing games between France and Uruguay and England and Sweden. But aside from that, everything else has been within a goal, um, you know, and some some shootouts too, some some penalty kicks. Uh, sp- there was... late, late drama as well, like late goals. Oh yeah, leading to extra time and late goals leading to penalties. So it's all it's been. Um, 
I mean, I, I've, I've been happy, like, have you been hearing about the VAR controversy of this World Cup? The first what, World Cup with video-assisted referees. Yeah, that's where they, you know, they call up to the booth to see, you know, with, uh, I, I know a lot of it's, like, the goal line stuff, but, yeah, I, yeah, because... Well, like, the, the group stages were very marred in terms of, you'd have, like, the referee, like, two minutes after the fact getting a call in his ear that maybe someone handballed it. Right, um, yeah. And just it, it was so cumbersome and so clunky. Like it, football, uh, soccer doesn't lend itself to us to stopping to check the video replay. Like, no, well, well, it doesn't do well with any sort of stoppage. I mean, no. you know, there's a reason why there's billboard. Why, why, I, it, it's really funny to me. So here in America, obviously, like, our, uh, with television, our sports are very open to like in in-game commercials or breaks in the game like baseball is is really good for television because every inning is a commercial break but it, it's just also kind of funny here in america to see when you've got like manchester united jerseys coming over or if you have um barcelona jerseys coming over they have you know the advertisement so on the front of it yeah. so like kids who you know used to walk around with uh rooney jerseys like they've got a big old Chevrolet in the front, and like, wait, are you are you Team Chevrolet? Oh, that little patch yeah. up at the corner—that's your team. Okay. Like yeah. I, you know, I, there are kids who walk around where I work, and the, I'm seeing like the the Bimbo uh, on some of the uh, Mexican league jerseys. I'm like, what? What is okay? <laughs> um, yeah, like the '90s were a very cool time for sort of shirt sponsorship because you could you could very cheaply get in before sort of the big money came in. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I've got a couple of old Arsenal jerseys with, like, JVC, and it's just the most budget-looking lettering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. So so do we like France? I like France. I think they're going to... It hurt, It pains me to I, say the old enemy. I, I know. I know, um, because the frogs, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I think they're just going to be too strong. I think they will, they've will they got the creativity if their players are playing properly to break down the Croatia. Um, and they're good at, like, Hugo Lloris, if he keeps playing like he's playing, they won't concede. Um, but we'll see. It's, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Croatia pull an upset. And it would be cool to see a new country win it. Um, I mean, again, so, uh, I don't even know what is the smallest country ever to win the World Cup. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, did, England? <laughs> England, yeah. Is, maybe. is Portugal um, is Portugal the smallest? I don't know. Um, Portugal have never won the World Cup. They've won the Euros. Oh, championship. Oh, why am I thinking that Portugal won? Has Portugal won? I, I, thought, they I thought they won last. No, no, not Germany. Oh, you know, I am thinking of the um, the uh, Champions League or um, whatever that is. European Champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The no. Euros. Yeah, that's right. Well, Greece have won the Euros. Oh, wow. Greece. Wow. In like 1996 or wow. something. Now, it is the 12-year 12, 12, uh, 12 anniversary, not uh, to the date, but of um, Zidane's uh, headbutt to the chest that yeah. that cost them the, uh, the World Cup against Italy. So, um, not that there's real much connection to it, but, I mean, this is a team that 12 years ago had the chance to win it, and the best player, like basically the Babe Ruth of soccer at the time, you know, decided he didn't like that the Italian player called, said something about his sister and had to get red-carded and kicked off the field. 
and they lost in penalty kicks 5-3, to three, which he, he could have possibly helped. So this might be a little bit of redemption, like France is back, and this mm. time... I mean, especially after last last World Cup, I think, was it... Either last World Cup or the World Cup before France not making out of the group stage. Like, they have come from a... It has been a slight rebuilding process for the French team, just in terms of getting here. Oh, absolutely. Um, so it'll be a nice redemption arc for them. I, I do agree with you that it would be nice to see New Blood Croatia being able to, because I mean that you know Croatia universally in terms of sports are more known for basketball and some Winter Olympic sports. So for them to, you know, come on top of so many other football obsessed countries, that'd be a really really big deal, I think. Um, and then sure. and they've then got the, they've got the pedigree, like uh, like. Real Madrid, Barcelona, they Juventus, like they have players in all sort of the top European countries. Now. Yeah. So it's it, it it is fast becoming a well respected footballing nation. Um, and yes, cap that off with the World Cup which would be great for them too. Right. Now obviously, uh in, in the third place game, England versus uh Belgium. Uh I mean who are you rooting for? I mean, I feel like it's obvious, but like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. I don't know that either side is going to play too strong. I think the talk of the England specifically is to sort of give a game to some of the the squad players who haven't got to play so far. Right. Um, I mean, last time we played our B team against Belgium was earlier in the World Cup and we lost. So whether we continue that trend of subbing in the B players and then losing, uh, I think that's likely. Um, but it will be an interesting game, nevertheless. It's also the game no one wants to play. Like, the third-place playoff is classically the, the yeah. worst game in the World Cup to have to right. play. I mean, I, I, I would think that Belgium, with all their talent, if, you know, there's going to be a lot of subs and starters not usual, I, I almost feel the very sad thing is i almost kind of feel belgium will take this opportunity to say like we are still the golden team look third place yes yeah so. no I, I honestly i think they will play much the same uh i think england's b team is probably superior to belgium's b team without right. sort of lukaku and hazard and de bruyne um i don't think they'll be played simply for the risk of injury uh, yes but we'll see it will be interesting to now the, the, the best thing to come out of the World Cup in terms of English football is the, the wave of uh, waistcoat wearing modelled on uh, England manager Gareth Southgate. Uh, waistcoat sales through the roof, apparently. Now Simply following him as a fashion icon. <laughs> oh wait, a waistcoat? Are you are you talking about um, a vest? Uh, yes. Sorry, okay. I forgot my American Sorry. for a minute. There. Well, yeah. specifically a dress vest. Um, a dress vest because it's. What you know, would you guys imagine as a waistcoat? Is that like what happens when you take your jacket off and tie it around? You yeah, like yeah. You, <laughs> you know, in the like the like if you ever watch a, a repeat of like a, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer or like a '90s sort of like grunge alternative rock inspired show, and they're all wearing their flannels around their waist. Yeah, that's a waistcoat. Sorry. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. No. 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 I'm sorry. A suit vest. A vest. A three-piece vest. Ah, a three-piece. See, there you go. A three-piece vest. 
I feel like I've given a very incorrect image of the England football manager. Now, did you see, now had you seen? Okay, so after England scored the first goal, that video came out because everybody was watching in uh, Hyde Park, or is it New Hyde Park? I always forget the name. I think it's Hyde Park, um, where you know everybody's celebrating and like they they everybody's just throwing their beer and it's just a mist flying around and they estimated about ten thousand. American dollars were wasted in beer in just that moment. Like you, oh, yeah. when, when yeah. everybody's jumping it, and you just see this white mist flying above everybody, and it's just the beer being tossed around. I I, I have never been in a crowd that has done that. Uh, like especially in Hyde Park in London, you're you're paying like nine dollars for that beer. Like, yeah, I know you're happy, but I don't want I don't want any of that. Like. It's it's it. Some of the videos of the celebrations have been very funny. So I, yeah, I would seek them out if you if you can. But yeah, it's like we celebrate big for the World Cup. No, of course. Well, you know, you you guys. Almost, I think we like, well, collectively, right? The Queen's we. Yes, of course. And you got so close. Maybe next time it'll come home. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. we can we can keep believing. Right. Um, the Mets suck in baseball. I just want to let that be known. Um, that's just a standing position, right? Yeah, I know, but it's just <laughs> every day. It's you know they've they've actually won a couple games lately since our last episode, and you know with Syndergaard's back, and you know Jacob Degrom is pitching incredibly, and he's going to the All Star game, and they're trying to go over the fact that maybe he should start it the All Star game, but he probably won't because it's in Washington, and Max Scherzer's having a great year too, so he'll start there in front of the home crowd, but still. All this stuff going on, and it's still just, you know, they're still dumb. Um, but the trading deadline's coming up, and so they're going to try and trade all of their uh, player, all the players they can that aren't actually young and good for the team. But I don't even know if they're going to do it. I, I don't have the trust that it's going to happen. But, I mean, the big one that's that's being dangled out is, you know, all season Manny Machado, the soon-to-be free agent for the uh, third baseman for the Baltimore Orioles, and I mean that it's slowly progressing. So we'll see if anything happens. But I mean that's about it until the All Star Game, which I thought the Mets would maybe have one more guy, um, Brandon Nimmo in the outfield, but it's a crowded outfield. Um, I'm not too upset with the All Star roster. I think it's um, it's pretty fair. Um, not much is happening in football, and free agency has slowed to a crawl. So right now, it's you know the focus is on is on the the last these last two matches in the World Cup, and then the All Star trading deadline in baseball, and that's about it. So yeah, that's about it. I don't you know yeah. it's, slow, it's, it's the classic sports slump of yeah. It's when you watch like the not top ten, and it's just baseball outfielders that you're like yeah i'm ready for other sports to come back now right you know i'd i'd mention about uh uh what's his face the um the duke player getting in the fight in the nba summer league uh, what the heck's his name um he's the guy from duke he was a pain in the butt nobody liked him <laughs> oh hold on i want to find his name um oh grayson allen no, Grayson Allen and uh, Trey Young having a fight in the uh, summer league. But I mean, uh, uh, first of all, we're not surprised by Grayson Allen. This is a guy who would trip trip people and have them 
you know, tear ACLs and do all sorts of things that were just real pains. So for him to fight, it's like, yeah, we know. Next. Yeah. 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 On that note, like, Luis Suarez needs to deal with other people cheating at football if he's going to cheat as badly as he does. Just (laughs) on the final World Cup note. That was my one blemish from the World Cup. He cheats more than any other player on the pitch. And as soon as someone attempts to cheat against him, he freaks out. It's like, yeah, no, 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 you're allowed to cheat, which is what diving is. Yeah. And pretending to be hurt. But when someone tries, if you see someone else doing it, I feel it's, don't be a hypocrite about it, is my point. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that's really kind of holding, I think, a lot of people back. Like we, you know, we we've in in the NBA they've really tried to cut down on the flopping, but I mean it's it's so ingrained in soccer. I mean you can't tackle like like tackling in soccer used to be like where you know you slide slide tackle you kick the ball out of the out of the way like that's a pretty awesome move. It, they even keep statistics on those, don't they? Mm-hmm. Like tackle, yeah, like tackles made, tackles attempted. Right, but every time that happens, it's just blah, and they crumple yeah. down, and it's like, nope, can't. Do-. So you're really negating, like the one other thing other than goal scoring that you can really keep track of, and that I would think as a rather novice football fan, um, j- just something to take a look at, and like, well, how many goals have they scored? How many assists? And oh, how many tackles? Like that really shows how good. Uh, a defender they are so i think it's i think if they start punishing people after the fact for going down too easy or faking injuries it'll stop immediately like we even saw this world cup how much sort of wrestling would go on in corners yeah and as soon as referees started giving penalties it stopped so yeah. start yellow carding start red carding players who pretend to be hurt and maybe the maybe the uh the uh, video assistants will Sort of because you know if there's a tackle and you know the the ref stops play, they can go back and be like, no, never mind, don't don't worry. He about didn't that. touch him. He didn't touch yeah. him. He 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 dropped pretty easy. Okay, and then go back to it. Oh, and that was the other thing I heard. Um, uh, I think it, I think it's uh, Barclays is gonna. I forget which league, but they're gonna start using that after the World Cup, if I remember correctly. The video uh, assistance. Oh, uh, yeah. I forget what it, which one yeah. is. So. Alex, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Pleasure to be on. Thank you very much, Alex. So happy you're here. Good luck to England. We'll see and all that stuff. Thank you again. Take care. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.